Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is y'all's Dooley, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Welcome to Slasher Radio. Oh, I was going to do it. Oh, you? well, I just did it, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. Okay. Okay, ready? Hold on. Welcome to Slasher Radio. Wait, no, I'm not ready. Hold on. Oh, Jesus. Slasher. Ah. All right, just hit it. Welcome to Slasher Radio. What's going on, guys? <laughs> going on? We're back this week. We're back. We're you back. Mean. We're heavy this week. <sighs> yeah. Heavy. Yeah. Heavy, heavy. You guys thought we were fucking around. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no. We're starting October off with a bang. The new Slasher Radio calendar year. Yeah. 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 Good way to look at it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Ding. Wow. <laughs> ah, man, I am excited. Well, I'm I'm we're coming down off it because we just did the shit. But I'm excited for you guys to hear what we got coming up. We told you about it. Thought we were fucking around. We got <laughs> James Jude Courtney this week. Michael Myers himself in the upcoming <laughs> Halloween film. I mean, I I haven't heard him as of the date of this recording talking about it really i mean obviously he's done a few things but just sitting and talking about it there we're you know it's we're one of the first to bring it at one of the first we're not the first yeah and like it's it's great to start october off with such a (sighs) i guess relevant movie yeah and james i mean obviously guys the movie's not out yet he's not gonna go and start telling you what happened so he can't Mm -hmm. get into the whole the whole thick of things but i think he really gave as much as he could possibly give and you could tell how excited he was about it about this this project because oh man just i can't wait for you guys to hear it because the passion just pours out of this one right i was gonna say passion just in general he loves acting and um you know he loves horror films too so that both played a role in that yeah man yeah man all right let's before we go any further this made these nuts ball sack. Yes. We gotta talk about the shout outs. Twelve Nights of Horror. dot com. Promote horror. com. Horror movies and stuff. Dot com. Mhm. Check them out. They got all you Jones. You can listen to Slasher Twelve Nights Radio. is still looking sexy. Twelve by the way. Nights, man. Oh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Twelve Nights looking like Tupac nowadays, man. <laughs> You know, look like Tupac. Ah, <laughs> oh, ah, oh, you distracted me. Distracted <laughs> me. Yeah, go check them out. You can listen to Slasher Radio too on 12nightsahard.com and promotehard.com and iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and slasherradio.com and, and play.fm and t- shit. Everywhere. We're everywhere. We all over. I seen the Slasher. <laughs> there's a Slasher Radio sticker at a drive through man. Oh. All right, we got to do our quick fantasy update for this week. Week three, NFL Slasher mm-hmm. Radio Fantasy Football League. Dismay, I told you I was going to start winning. Didn't I yeah. tell you? Didn't I fucking yeah, tell you, you did. Dismay? Yeah. Didn't I tell you? Yeah, you did. Yeah, Like, did. you went back to the drawing board. Like, you were... Oh, yeah. You were, like, you were so frustrated. Like, I told you, but I want to tell everybody else. It's like, you're like Eminem. Like, he doesn't do his best until he, like, is forced to. And that's what you got to. And yeah. You were bit. just so depressed to lose to Taylor Swift lover that you just mm. turned it all around. You went back to the drawing board and just scratched it all and, and started over. I mean, that pissed me off. But when I lost again, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> 
<laughs> and like I lost in my other league, like I was two oh. and zero in one of my other leagues. The other one I was one and one. I was like, oh fuck no. So mm-hmm. I was like, that no, this is over with. So mm-hmm. I said, fuck this shit. And yeah, I mean sometimes you gotta you gotta start making the fantasy football is about making moves. You gotta make yeah. moves sometimes. Like the league is always changing. Players do, yeah. especially early in the year. I mean, you know. So I don't I, ever I, change mine. That, so. That's why you suck, and that's yeah. why you're gonna get your <laughs> ass whooped next week. Mm. I I probably will. You 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 probably will. I you probably probably will. <laughs> I probably will. But uh, you're just on. You're doing great. I'm almighty. Uh, I gave Split Fantasy these hands. He took it. He took it like a champ. Mm-hmm. He bent over and bit the pillow. I gave it to him. Uh, Dismay, speaking of biting the pillow, you, you bit the pillow uh, pretty hard against Bare Naked well, Brady. No, I actually didn't, though. I mean, that's Brady's. Like, I didn't lose Stop that bad. sucking his balls. Look, He's a look Tom at Brady his fan. other wins, though. Like, I don't care. He crushes folks. So I didn't go down too hard, to be honest. Jeez. I'm excited to see how hard you go down to him, though. That's going to be the interesting one. Not going to happen. So if you lose worse than I do, then I get to have a parade. Suck my ball. I'm not losing. I'm not trying okay. to l- not lose as bad as you. I'm going to win. I'm coming in with winner's uh, okay. mentality. This man I told you three okay. in a row. Okay. You're going to be two next week, then three mm-hmm. the week after, and I we'll we'll mm-hmm. just play it by ear from there. Okay, we'll uh, play okay. it by ear from there because I mean, I I may be four four in a row. Fuck it, I may be four in a row. I may be five in a row. This man. Okay, l- listen to me. Mm-hmm. At least. Since mm-hmm. last week, since this week, I predict I'm going to go four and one, if not five and zero. Oh. Okay. Since since this this week, write it down. Okay. Put it in the books. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So yep, I took a win this week against uh, Split Fantasy. This May bit the pillow against Bare Naked Brady's Taylor Swift lover. Also bit a pillow. A lot of pillow biting going on against my little teacup. I like that shit. Uh, roommates of my parents beat Wilson the Locket. Nobody's perfect. Stays perfect against Dwight Schrute, who is perfect in a bad way. He's 0-3. And Alex's amazing team also 0-3 against Breakers. And that's a little wrap-up for the Slasher Radio Fantasy Football League that I'm going to win. So anyway, now... Fucking dismay. Mm-hmm. What? I, I get to I get to I get to announce it, right? No. Not, what? not right now. What do you mean? What what do you I'm mean? Just kidding. I've been making Fucker. You've been making me wait this long. I'm doing it, damn it. Wait. Like like you no, okay, I'm only doing that now because you accidentally quote unquote accidentally It was an accident. I say accidentally. They weren't they weren't accidentally, but you accidentally released info uh, on Twitter. Um, Dismay, what would you say your what? role? I mean, other than, obviously, other than host uh, at, on Slasher Radio would be. What if you had to give yourself a title? What would it be? If if host slash it was coming from you. No, from you. What would it be? No. Host slash what? Um, I don't know why. Well, because you. Why would you, you get? I know what you're getting at. I know what you get. No, you don't. I know what you get there. No, you don't. Yeah, you okay. have, yeah, you okay. have another title. I don't know what it's called. Like, what are those? Like, you're like a, um, like a. I don't know what it would be. Like a manager. You're like my manager mm-hmm. almost because, like, like you gotta follow me around and make sure I don't fuck I, up. I have to. Yes. I mean, like I knew that coming in, like, because I knew how you were before I even came on the show. What do you so, mean? So like, I'm like, oh, this is a big responsibility here because this guy, he's wild. So I'm like, well, if I step on, then I have to like babysit and make wow. sure you know, he gets, eats and sleeps and <laughs> things like that. So, <laughs> so here we are. But yes, you I ruined do. my fucking tweets. I get a t- I send something like two minutes later. I get what the fuck? I'm like, ah, oh, damn, I forgot. Okay. No, that's 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 not the whole story. What was it? You shared your tweet with me in the messages, and oh, I yeah. said, why did you say that? So yeah, don't make it look like I'm just like a hawk on your tweets. Well, no, you shared you it right me. in front of my face. You sometimes right I say something and you're like, "Hey, what the hell?" 
Yeah. It's happened. But, <laughs> yeah. Because Wait. you are, you don't know how to not I don't know, act. How do I say this nicely? I don't know how to act. You just don't know how to keep things quiet. Well, I, I didn't not mean it. It person. just like fell out. <laughs> Twice. Twice. <laughs> Twice. So, I guess, I guess, finally, you can, maybe it'll make you feel better. Maybe you'll, I'll feel a lot better. I don't know, be nicer or something? I don't know. I so, told my dog 87 ahead. times. Well, 87 and a half. He walked away one of the times I was telling him. But, oh, I get to say it, I get to say it, I get to say it. Are you going to, like, build it up? Are you going to build it up? I don't know just how to build it up. I just, I fucking, at this point, it's, like, just waiting to come out. I just want to say it. Okay, well, hold on. Just wait. No! Hold it. No, hold it. No. Wait, you know how you hold in this my ball sack, like, before? How you hold it in, you hold breath? That's, that's how you should have been holding it in this whole time. Isn't it? Means more when you say it when you when you gotta refrain from saying it. Let me say. Are you ready? I'm gonna keep holding. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Ah, we got Doug Bradley Halloween special, baby. Yes, Doug fucking Bradley. We got him. Halloween. It's in the books. It's done. Mark your calendars. Put it in your iPhones. Your Androids. Your I don't know who the hell still's got Blackberries, but. If you got a BlackBerry, put it in there, too. Shit, write it down. Like, write it down. Write it on your hand and don't wash it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, don't don't forget it because, like, see how excited he is. He'll break his heart if you're not there for it. So he's been holding this in for a while and he... I don't give a fuck. You know, he's accidentally said it a few times. And like, we've been kind of toying with people, too, like Alfie. You know, we were trying to give him hints before. Yeah, a little bastard. And he, he won. He, it just went right over his head. <sighs> just right over the head. Right yeah. over. Didn't even get it. We but, told him. I, I, no, we practically we told him. We really did. And he and didn't he even get it. it. No, no. I wouldn't expect more from a Canadian. Oh! Oh! <laughs> hey, oh. how are you talking about Ollie, though? Oh, I love Ollie. No, not Ollie. Only only oh, the part see. that Alfredo's oh, from. <laughs> I don't know what part. <laughs> it may be from the same part. I don't know. But, anyway. Oh, yes. This man, I feel better. Okay, do you feel better now? I feel like I just took a huge shit. Oh, God. Okay. Like, for well, real. You kind of did. Because, no, I didn't. I mean, you kind of did because all you do is talk shit. And hey, so yeah, right. it but, finally oh. came out. So it's kind of the same this thing, may, no? We recorded that. That's what I mean. Like, if, if you said, I'll be mad. People ain't there. Don't show. Don't listen. I don't care. That's your <laughs> loss. We did it already. We, it's recorded. It's done. It's in the book. Don't get me wrong. I want people to listen to it. I mean, that that's what we're here for. But shit, if you want to miss out, go right ahead. It's Doug Bradley, Pinhead himself, Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we recorded this already. So like it, it's it's not something that may happen. Like it's done. Like we we, mm-hmm. we I'll put it out tomorrow if I feel like it. This may be really <laughs> mad at me, but fuck <laughs> it, I'll do it. He would, and that's the frustrating part. Like now, now I have to worry because he said that he's one of those kind of people. Like if he says it and then he starts thinking about it, like oh that's a good idea, maybe I can do that. So now, now <laughs> I have to be um, very. Um, well, you don't gotta worry watchful. yet. Whenever I get around to editing it, that that's when it's sitting there ready to go. That's when you got work. Mm. But you know it's not going to take long to edit, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I know. No, but I have other stuff to do first. Okay, we'll see. We got other stuff to do first. It's me, but we got Doug Bradley, and that's going to be, like I said, Halloween special. So that's David Arquette comes out the 30th, Doug Bradley comes out the 31st. I just don't know. It's me. I just don't know. Don't know what? How people don't understand. Mm-hmm. The size of our Brajol? <laughs> I can't comprehend. They, it's one of those things where, like, you see it out of your peripheral vision, but you don't want to look. No, no, no. You know, no. I think that's where we are. It's like, it's just depth perception at oh. this point. Like, you have to be able to tell. We have David Arquette and Doug Bradley back to back in the same month. In the as same month as James Jude Courtney. James Jude Courtney, um, Michael Myers, which you're going to hear shortly. And Eduardo Sanchez, director, writer of Blair Witch, next week. 
I, I just don't know how people don't, don't understand the size of LeBron. I mean, like I said, I think, uh, you know, it's just in their peripheral. Like, you see something from the side, and you're like, oh, my gosh, what is that? Like, I don't want to look. And I think oh, that's where look. we are with that. They look. They look. Oh, they do look? Yeah, they look. Oh. They, they take a quick look. Like, oh, shit. Oh, oh. Uh, and then they look away. <laughs> it's like when you pull up Sneak next to peek. somebody at a light, and you look over at mm. them, and you see them look at you, and you look away real fast. That's what they do at our yeah. Oh. <laughs> our Brajol well, looks at them, and they look away. that doesn't get rid of it, though. It's still there. Oh, the Brajol's so. still there. Oh, yeah. the Brajol's still there. This me. We haven't gotten around to dragging it's not ever it gonna go. anywhere else. Yeah. Oh, I feel so much better. But no, oh. fucking, I can't wait. It's going to be a hell of a Halloween week here at Slasher Radio. Oh. I mean, you. I don't know why, like, don't, why listen to anything else? Right. That's what I was just going to say is, like, Ooh, if you what? could hear from one person on Halloween, he can tell he's got a lot of brush, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's oh, why yeah. I was so nervous. He's got to watch when he wears shorts. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, goodness. But, yeah, I'm excited. Yes. <sighs> okay. Um. All right. Dismay? Yeah. I can't wait to see this movie. It's already gotten so much good vibes from it. Like, there's, I hadn't seen anything bad about it at all, so... Uh, obviously, they did this one right. They took their time with it, you know, and and did all the right things. So, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. We're we're having two Halloweens this year. It feels like, and this is I'm planning to go see this movie with like a group of people. I haven't yeah. done that for a movie. I really can't tell you the last time. Like, like, yeah, obviously you get a few people together, you go to the movies, that's one thing. But I mean, planning ahead to where, all right, this is happening, who's coming, it's about to go down. Yeah. And I haven't, you know, there hasn't been anything good enough to me to really mm -hmm. bring that excitement back and that, that feeling. And I yeah. think they did it with this one, man. They did it. Well, Blumhouse has been on a roll, too, so, yeah. you know, that's what, you know, makes it, like... You know that they're gonna take their time on it and and do it and do it well. So um, that just adds to it. And um, of course, to bring all the well, not all the, but several characters back um, and people like, um, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis and Nick Castle, mm. and to have John Carpenter back mm. for the music. It's uh, yeah, it's just it's I'm so excited for this. Oh man, I sat and watched this movie with my friend Danny, and. He had said, like, just the the music, like, the music alone. You could be in another room not even watching the movie, and you go, what the fuck? What the hell? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know this music, but I'm saying the feel of it just get, oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You get uneasy. Yeah. And shit, man, this, this, Halloween has always been the franchise executed perfectly. The first mm -hmm. one, the first few especially just executed perfectly well we kind of had talked about the music significance with harry manfredini when he came on you know he had mentioned that it's all about the placement of the music as well so you know um of course when you hear that michael myers theme you you know something's about to go down and oh yeah so yeah uh, to have john carpenter back is just you know it, it's just unreal i i can't believe it i can't, it, it's it's like when when wes craven came back for scream Mm -hmm. But, I mean, this just feels even bigger because, yeah. you know, Wes was active. And not that uh, John Carpenter was, you know, he hasn't really been, uh, his music is blown up. Oh, yeah. He's just, like, really gotten, like, paid. Like, when Rob Zombie did the Halloween, he got paid for it, of course. So, not that he had any involvement, but. You know what John Carpenter did? John Carpenter mm -hmm. said, nah, it ain't going out like that. <laughs> right. In all honesty, I think he sat there he's like, no, no. The first one, he let it go. Yeah. Second well, one. Mm. I read somewhere that um, when somebody mentioned that to him, he said the only thing that matters is um, the check in his hand or something. So he doesn't really, you know, care as long as he gets his little money, you know, from it. So uh, I don't think it's um, that 
as long as he gets credit, I guess. Yeah, but, you know, just his involvement, and James kind of goes into that. But, I mean, I, I'm sure he had something somewhere. I don't know. It's just having him involved in the project, we've said it before, it just adds authenticity. and there's You can't take that away, no matter the level of involvement, what happened. It's there. Yeah. means something. Oh, yeah. Uh, this man, are we ready to give it to him? I think so. I'm excited. I'm Let's excited. give it to him. I'm gonna, I got to go pee. There you go, guys. This week, we've been talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. We are super excited. We have James Jude Courtney here with us from the upcoming Halloween film. How are you, Mr. Myers? Yeah, I'm doing well. <laughs> I'm doing well. Thanks. Great, great. Um, we, there's so much to get into here. I'm just very excited. Yeah, we'll just go right into it, I guess. Um, How did you get sure. your start into acting? I know that... Um, you have some stunts listed as well. So um, how did you get your start in, I guess, the entertainment industry? Well, I, I, when growing up, I had six younger brothers. My dad had an old eight millimeter movie camera and he, he shot everything. He shot every football game, every basketball game, every Christmas, every Easter, any excuse to shoot you know, footage. And then he had a little editor, a little moviola that he would edit, you know, films on the, on the TV. I mean, on the, uh, on the kitchen table. And, um, so in fourth grade, I had several epiphanies, one of them being I knew I was going to make movies for a living. It wasn't like a dream. It wasn't like I'd put posters up in my room. It just, it's just I knew that like my mom and dad loved me. I was going to college and I was going to make movies. Like these were just givens in my life. So um, when I went to college, um, I didn't have you know the money to go to NYU or UCLA or Southern Cal to study film. So um, I looked at you know what my options were, and I I, I chose journalism because um, I've always been fascinated with journalism, and um, and the University of South Carolina in my hometown had one of the finest journalism schools in the nation. So, um, and journalism for me was all about learning how to how to research, you know, how to get to the core of issues, how to manipulate minds, how to get people mm -hmm. to think the way you want them to think. And so, you know, for me, that's, that's filmmaking. And so, um, I knew what I was going to do. And, um, and then when I, and my reasoning was, um, I'd, I'd, I'd worked on, you know, I'd done some theater and I had worked uh, on a couple of educational TV, um, series, crime to court and another one, I can't remember. And, you know, so I had some on, on camera experience and, and my, my reasoning was when I went out to Los Angeles was I, I was going out to be a filmmaker. But I thought what I would do is be an actor and get in front of the camera because in front of the camera, I could learn every department and I could learn what was good, what wasn't, what worked, what didn't, and how to surf that very complex network that it, it takes to, you know, to make a film. And when I got out there, um, I did a play uh, called Requiem for a Heavyweight. Uh, it was written by Rod Serling. Uh, and, uh, and I met there an acting coach who was a lecturer at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. Uh, Ron Ray, and he got me an audition um, for The Adventures of Conan, which is a live show at the Universal Studios tour. I'd already been a tour guide. I, when I got out to Los Angeles, I was a tour guide at Universal Studios, um, and so I spent lots of time on the back lot. Um, but that was my introduction to stunts. I'd done martial arts off and on since seventh grade and can handle weapons, and and I really didn't think about being a stuntman, but it, just, it was just a natural for me. And so I kind of developed a career you know, where I would be a guy who would come in and do an Australian accent or do a, a Brooklyn accent or, you know, toss a few lines into a high fall or come in and fight. And, you know, so it, it, it became a little specialty of mine. And, and, you know, through the process, I, I kept honing my craft as a writer and, and, and working towards getting things done. But it was, it was a lot of serendipity was involved in this process. Okay. So now you're getting into the acting realm and all that stuff. So when you later on down the road, fast forwarding kind of to now, you have the chance to, to play such an iconic character. And 
were were you a horror fan growing up and like did this mean even more to you than just you know the role or well you know as, as kids um the rule was we got to watch horror films with my dad you know on saturday nights and so we grew up all my brothers and i you know huddled close to my father um, watching the great old, you know, universal horror classics, you know, the mummy and Frankenstein and Dracula and I got these classic great films. And, um, so, you know, knowing that I was going to make films, I'm really a fan of every genre. I mean, I, I even like chick flicks. I mean, I, I, you know, so, you know, when I was in college, um, the two films that were, that really stood out to me, that I knew were game changers were when I saw them in the theaters were Rocky and, and Halloween, mm-hmm. you know, because I'd, I'd seen so many films and, and I, I stayed um, at the university an extra year and just took courses I wanted to take, you know, things, but anything that had anything to do with film, like psychology and anthropology and retrospectives. I did lots of retrospectives in my college career. Every, every semester I did one. Um, so I've seen lots and lots of movies and, and lots of genres and, and, you know, so, when I was cast in this, um, honestly, it, you know, I felt, I, of course, was very excited. And, you know, when, when Ron Hutchinson, the, the very talented stunt coordinator called me and, and introduced me to David Gordon Green and, and the guys, um, you know, it was, it was more cause I, 10 years ago, I had decided that I was going to stay completely focused on just getting my films made. I was going to be focused on writing and producing. And, and, and if anybody called me, if a friend called me and asked me to get on camera for them, I was going to do it, but I was done hustling. My agent had retired. I was like, okay, this is great. I'm just going to focus on being a filmmaker. And I, you know, did a few stunt things um, in between then and now. And, and, um, and that's what happened. Ron called me from Los Angeles and said, um, you know, once he read the script, I mean, he's, he's stunt coordinated uh, two of the other Halloweens. Um, when he read the script, he said to Malik Akkad and uh, David Gordon Green, he said, look, you know, this script is written is different than any of the other ones. I mean, this character, this Michael Myers character, you're going to need a really, really deep actor who's a really good stuntman. And there's just not a whole lot of those guys around, you know, and and so they're like, well, do you know one? And he's like, yeah, I happen to know one. And, and so that's when he gave me a call. And um, so when I went down, uh, you know, I'm back in South Carolina. I moved back from Los Angeles. Um, because I can make films from anywhere. And, and, you know, so I went down to Charleston where rough house is located and, um, you know, they put me on tape and it was a very long interview, um, very detailed. And I hadn't even got out of the, of the parking lot yet. And I got a call from Blumhouse in Los Angeles wow. and they were asking my, wow, my I mean, like the casting director got right on the horn. And so you know, I hadn't even made it to I-26 and I got called from Blumhouse again. And they were asking me, you know, they said, David Green wants to meet you. Can you come back? And I'm like, yeah, of course. And, and then, um, you know, I was told the film was going to be done in November of, of last year and I didn't get a call. And I was like, nah, okay, cool, man. I'm doing what I'm doing. It's all good. Um, and then I get a call in late November and, uh, you know, they said, okay, man, you're, you're the man. And, um, and, and then David called me, uh, and said, um, he was like, uh, look, um, we talked about the character and, 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 and then he said, uh, look, we've invited Nick back to come, come in and do a cameo. Do you have an issue with that? And I was like, no, man, are you kidding? I'm honored. I'm honored, man, to have, I mean, Nick Castle. Absolutely. That's what a freaking great thing that'll be. And right. Nick came in, he did a cat, you know, he did a cameo. I did every, I'm in every scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but he came in and did a, did a, a cameo and we were great friends now, man. We talk on the phone. We're looking forward to doing cons together. I mean, when we did interviews together, you know, pressers with like, you know, five, 10 people in the room, it was like, like the old, you know, Jerry Lewis, Dean Martin. I mean, mm. dude, the dude is funny as all get out. And we were just riffing along, man. He's a, he's a blast to hang out with. That's, that's so that as a personal experience on top of just professional, that must've been awesome. But you, um, you had mentioned that this Michael Myers is, you know, there, there's, more into him and he's always been kind of that slow not much to him but still a lot at the same time type of character so what would you i know you can't give out too much about it but if there is there anything you could say that you could point to being different about the michael myers you are portraying well all i can say is um 
you know, because I, I, I really only watched, I didn't watch anything past uh, the second one again. I mean, I've seen every one when they came out, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to watch any of them um, to, because I, I knew that, you know, this one starts where the first one left off. Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch the second one uh, only because I know Rick Rosenthal and Nancy Stevens. I've known them for years and, and uh, I used to play tennis at their house and, um, and I, Rick is an incredible director and I wanted to see that again, just to see what he did. But, um, unlike normal, like I, I studied with Stella Adler, um, as a, you know, she was my acting coach for, for a while. And, and, you know, she was Marlon Brando's coach. She's one of the iconic acting teachers of all time. Um, so, you know, normally when I prepare a character, um, I'm doing, you know, I do a, a lot of research and I, and, and I, and I make decisions for everything, for every word, for every nuance, for every character that I'm going to be dealing with and, you know, backstories and all this kind of stuff. This was entirely different. Um, for me, and and I think this is going to this brings bearing to how the character is going to be portrayed. I mean, what you're going to see. Um, all I did was, you know, in, in my philosophy, the universe is just one big information field. Every thought that's been thought, every action that's been taken, everything that's ever been created exists somewhere in this universe in in some information database. And and so what I did was created the space to allow what had already been created to come inside and, and, and take me over. So what John Carpenter and Deborah Hill created, what Nick Castle manifested is what I allowed into me to, to, to dictate how I moved, what I did. There was completely no thought process in what I did. So everything I did was informed by Nick Castle. And I can tell you the exact moment when I captured that energy was um, in the first film, there's a scene where he's walking in the backyard from camera left to camera right. Very quick scene. Mm-hmm. But I watched him walk and, and I felt this thing inside me. And I went, I got it. I got it. Wow. I know exactly who this man is. And so I never, ever thought about backstory or who I'm killing or why I'm killing or there's, no, there's none of that in, in my in, in my um, in my beingness and, and who I am as Michael Myers. Well, okay, so who is he? You know, like what what image in your head did you get? Because you said you you kind of just it, it hit you. Like if you could describe Michael Myers, obviously past and j- just the character himself, how would you label him? I don't. Um, I don't, and I never did. It, everything that I've done in terms of creating that character or bo- embodying that character is all feeling. Okay. All feeling. I've, ne- and I've never. Cre- I mean, the only thing I've, I've done close to that um, is when I did a player Der Kinderstod in um, in Buffy. But it was a very, you know, a, a very similar process that I went through. I mean, you know, I watched uh, my cat Parsival. Um, you know, I, I I would pay attention to his movements and you know watch him hunting um, because David and I had talked about you know cat like movements. Um, but that's you know that. It, but that's, and, and the same thing happened, you know, while we're working, you know, like David, uh, it was really fun working with David and Ron, um, you know, because we would, we would, you know, block out a scene and we work it. And, and then I just do what Michael Myers does again, no thought process, but then David would yell out, Hey, Jimmy, try this. Hey, Jimmy, try that. And, you know, because I'm in that space, um, I could just allow my body. I could allow Michael Myers to do exactly what David had just told me to do. Um, but I don't have, I, 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 I can't intellectualize Michael Myers. It's, he's, he was just a part of me. You know, he's such a, an iconic character and, you know, is so recognized. Uh, were you nervous at all to kind of take on this role, knowing that, you know, fans can have such strong opinions on these different, you know, these newer films and these different um, portrayals? No, um, I mean, honestly, that, that's my wheelhouse. That's what I do. That's the, that's the place where I feel the most comfortable in everything I do in my life. So, you know, from the time it started, you know, from the time we did, you know, wardrobe and rehearsals and, and, you know, principal photography and reshoots, um, were, I, I mean, I felt not one iota of stress or anxiety or strain or, or, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it was the most joyful and fulfilling experience of my professional life. Um, as far as the fans go, you know, I looked at it, I look at it like this, like the fans are entitled to an opinion. They've invested themselves in, in to this, in this franchise. They've invested themselves into the characters. They have passion for it. And anybody who has passion for something has the right to have an opinion. And I can't take that personally. I, if, if someone doesn't like what I do, because it's, it's really, you know, I, I'm a, 
I was honored and blessed to be able to have this experience and to work with insanely creative human beings. I mean, the, the, the most talented cast and crew I think that I've ever worked with, you know, and I've worked with Coppola and Ron Howard and, you know, Tom Cruise. And I mean, mm-hmm. but in the aggregate, the people that got involved in this film that invested themselves in this film are just at, at the top of the food chain, man. And so you know, for me, I just can, I, I can only offer what I offer, do what I do out of love. And, and, and for me, it's, as far as the fans go, I, I don't do this because I want a fan following. I don't do this because I want, you know, I do this for the moment and I do this for what I did for the work, because that's the, that's the payoff for me. Now, mm-hmm. the additional payoff here is the fans are so excited that I've had some amazing interactions with some fans. And so what's really dawning on me is the beauty that of, of my being a part of other people's joy. And when I see and hear, hear the joy, I see the joy. When I get to feel their joy, then I get to be a part of that. And man, it doesn't get any better than that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just awesome. Yeah, especially a character so big. And in the horror community, I say it all the time, it's just such a passionate group above and beyond yeah. so when 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 we love we love hard for these guys <laughs> yeah man i mean it's just really great i mean it, 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 i think it's such a healthy thing too to have a passion like this you know and and for me to be a part of that again i mean it's it's a huge fan base i mean i'm 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 blown away um, and i can't wait to start doing the cons it's just gonna be awesome and i'm sure you you prepare like weeks or months ahead of time but what was it like to put on the mask and the wardrobe for the first time? You know, wardrobe was a process because we were, we were, uh, you know, um, we were trying different things and working with this. So that was, that was kind of a process. Um, but when the, the mask, you know, for the first, like, first of all, working with Christopher Nelson was one of the, you know, one of the most amazing experiences in my professional life as well. He's just an incredibly talented guy and an amazing human being. Um, so when I went out to California, we, you know, we did the life mask and, 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 you know, so I came back and we, we were rehearsing a very complex shot the day before we started shooting. And, um, it was, you know, hours and hours and hours were were rehearsing and getting things dialed in. And then Chris flew in from Los Angeles. It was, it was, you know, dark out. It was nighttime. We were working in practical locations. So we were, you know, in somebody's house and, um, he came in with a halibut, had two masks in it. So uh, Ryan Turek and and David Green and and Jeff and and Danny and and uh, Ron Hutchinson and you know um, and Chris and myself, we all went off to the side. Um, Michael, the cinematographer, went off to a side room where nobody could see us. And uh, Chris pulled the, the mask out, and I, so I was in costume. Um, I was rehearsing in costume so we could get an idea of movement and, and you know framing and all that kind of stuff. Um, so Chris pulls the mask out and he comes over and helps me put it on and everybody in the room was like, Oh, I mean, and then it just was silent and we just dead silence. And, and then David green goes, Jimmy, how's that feel? And I was like, it's perfect for killing man." And it was like, because when I put it on, it's like the energy that I had allowed to be manifest in my body became complete. It's like something changed inside me when I put that mask on. Wow. It, 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 and that's very shamanic. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it, it, this is what happens in, in, with shaman in Africa or South America or, you know, indigenous tribes all over the world. And, and, and so this mask had an energy that was just palpable, man. It was freaking awesome. Yeah. I mean, even, hey, when, when you're younger and you're, you go out trick or treating, Halloween's coming up and the movie obviously titled. You you put on that Michael Myers or or any other hard giant's mask. You feel a little different. So on such an app, yeah. you're going to literally become him on that type of level where you're wearing the mask. That's got to be magnified by a million. It does. And and you know here's the thing, man. You know because I'm working on this energetic level. I'm I'm embodying what was created by my predecessor. You know by Nick. Um, you know, also imbued in this mask is this incredible amount of love and talent that, you know, that Christopher Nelson put into this. So there's energy in that mask that, that Chris put that he, that he imbued in that mask. And Chris has an encyclopedic knowledge of horror genre. I mean, so, you know, everything he put into that mask is, was, 
you know, just one more element that was, you know, packed into this human form that I happen to be cruising around in right now. Um, it was, it was really a, it was really a deep and profound experience. I, I seen, um, I forget where I seen it, but there was a, I don't know if it was from the trailer or whatever it was from this film that you're working on. Um, I think I read somewhere that there is a pinhole from the original movie, like in the neck when, you know, uh, he was stabbed by um, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> is that true? Uh, I'm not allowed to say. Oh. <laughs> you're going to have to. <laughs> Damn it. I, I signed a non-disclosure agreement about as thick as my waist. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I, okay, so uh, I, I guess I can kind of expound. When I seen that, because obviously it's on the internet, uh, I was like, that. I was excited when you hear John Carpenter and Jamie Lee Curtis. It's like how the real Halloween's coming together. And then you see little pieces like that on uh, attention to detail. I was just like, okay, th- this is going to be awesome. I will tell you, because I can, that the attention to detail in this film is 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 through the roof. Yeah, I mean, from the from the script, you know, to everything and everyone who worked on that on that show, um, mm-hmm. the attention to detail was just just amazing. And yeah, and, I was... and the go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I I already forgot what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got excited because we were talking about the trailer and, you know, and, and figuring things out from the trailer. And uh, it seems like there was more of a focus on the mens- the mental institution and the, you know, the uh, instability of Meyer's mental state. Um, do you think this adds to the easiness, um, uneasiness for his victims and, and the moviegoers? I think, you know, I... Because the film was shot in such a such a stylized way, um, and the and the script was was so excellent, um, and the timing and the pacing of everything, um, I think that the elements that that they created, that the you know the three guys, the three writers created, um, and the the pacing, the cinematography, and and you know and the stunt coordination, and you know and the and the amazing casting is all going to come together with that and you'll so you'll see that it was very intelligently done from my perspective um very intelligently done the lead-ups you know the the reasons why you're going to be feeling what you feel are going to be very um carefully orchestrated so i mean yeah there's you know there's there's a reason for everything in there there's nothing superfluous there's nothing that was random in that film no and and speaking of things tying into things this was um as we were looking stuff up for this movie, uh, this was filmed at a, the mental hospital scene was filmed at a military college. Like, how was Correct. it seeing this location turned into such a different part of the movie? Because li- like April kind of just said, that seems like that set looks so good in the trailer. So, so much work went into this. So it's got to be, you know, a bigger part of the, the whole feel, I would think. Oh yeah, man! Absolutely. I mean, their 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 locations through the you know through the whole film were, were exceptional. Um, that was particularly, um, th- you know, the the that particular place was really kind of brutal because it was super cold. So anything shot outdoors, you know, was like it was like I don't know twenty six degrees in the yeah. in the wind chill. Like the the wind was whipping. I mean, that was brutal. It was that was brutal. Um, but you, you know, you take those things when you're working and you make it a part of what you're experiencing. You know, you, you, you don't run from experience, you embrace experience. And, and so everything that happened, you know, the locations they chose, you know, the, the elements that we had to deal with were all a part of, you know, creating the energy. Um, but yeah, that was a freaking awesome location. Yeah. I bet. And, you know, you kind of touched on a little bit throughout you got to work with Jamie Lee Curtis and John Carpenter and Nick Castle on a Halloween project. It's like everything came together. What was it like working with these, these icons? Well, um, John was only out there for a while. Um, okay. I got to hang out with him, which was great. Um, you know, so he, he's, he's the 800 pound gorilla. He shows up and, you know, and, and everybody, uh, kisses his ring and, and he's a salty old dog. He's, he's funny. You know, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's great. Man. He's awesome. And, um, and Nick was out there for about a week. Uh, he did his cameo one night, and, and but other than that, he was the OG man. He was the OG shape. He he had some input. Um, he he, uh, he didn't really uh, tell me how to do anything. I mean, we we just hung out. You know, we just 
just chilled out together. And, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, he had some input for, for David and, and, uh, um, and you know, Jamie is like, she is a consummate professional. I mean, she is incredibly generous, incredibly, she's self-deprecating. She doesn't take herself seriously, but she takes her work extremely seriously. She does not suffer fools gladly. She, um, she knows exactly what she wants and exactly what she's going to do. She's an incredible athlete. I mean, she's an incredible athlete. She has no fear. And, uh, so working with her was just, I mean, what a treat. She's just, just, just an exceptional woman. I mean, you know, like with all the things that are happening right now, you know, with hashtag me too, and all the, 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 the empowerment issues that are coming up for women, that woman is a woman that the rest of the women on this planet need to look to and go, I want to be like that. This woman has nerves of steel. She has a heart as big as Texas. She's deep and spiritual and talented and unafraid. And, and my God, man, uh, she, she, you know, being with her was just, again, you know, one of the, one of the greatest experiences of my life. And, you know, it really does. I, I don't know. You just, you see her as that person. Like whatever she does, it comes through as genuine and and sincere, and you can feel that as a viewer, which is what I think. You you almost fall in love with Jamie Lee Curtis in this in the franchise because <laughs> you know she's just so. I don't know. She's very very strong actress, and just I don't know. You can feel her personality come through that character. Yeah, you know you can't lie. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. lie uh, to the camera. And and you know, James Cagney famously said, "Acting really is just standing on two feet and telling the truth." Well, you know, so Jamie Lee Curtis is just you know allowing the characters that she's creating to filter through that dynamic personality and that beautiful face and that beautiful body and and you know and and the years and years of experience she has. Um, you know, so you're right. You're absolutely right. It's and it was it was the perfect storm man i mean how this all you know ryan turk is the, the one who realized the option was available um you know and, and he so he's the one who pulled you know blumhouse and roughhouse and and uh, and universal and and uh, you know went and got got it that they went to new york and pulled this all together and and it was just it was just it was meant to be man it was a symphony that was waiting to happen yeah, I was wondering, like, uh, did you get to keep any, like, memorabilia from the film, like the mask or any other you props may, or anything? may not be able to say yet. <laughs> I'm not allowed. <laughs> yeah, I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> um, Gotta check the statute of limitations on that one. <laughs> <laughs> <I> know, right? <laughs> yeah. It's all good, man. It's all good. So, it, you mentioned you love all kinds of genres, and, you know, since obviously we're talking about Halloween, what would be... Your do you have any favorite go to horror movies, or is it Halloween? Is that your your number one horror movie? You know, man, I, that, that's a if, if every single day if someone asks me what's my favorite horror film, what's my favorite action film, what's my it's hard. It, it, you know, I, I'll change my mind. Yeah, because there are so many that are iconic and and have affected me, and that I and that I've, I mean, and I appreciate artistry, I really do, and I know how hard it is to make a good film, so I even appreciate bad films. Because I, I know that everybody who worked on that film was doing their best. And I know how hard it is to make a film. So it really changes. I mean, yes, Halloween, the original Halloween has always been, you know, right up there. Um, mm-hmm. I have to say, th- though, that, you know, because I'm a very compassionate and, and, you know, I mean, I love martial arts. I love the fight. I love stunts. I love crashing cars. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a guy. But I, I'm also very compassionate and sensitive. And, and so... You know, I still feel the pain that I felt the first time I watched Frankenstein and, and how sorry I felt for, for, you know, for Frankenstein's creation. Mm-hmm. So I, I think at the end of the day, the classics will always reign in my heart. You know, the, the, the great old classic. Plus, I had the memory of being there with my dad, who's not here anymore. And, you know, my brothers and how special that was that we got to watch those films and how scared we were to bed at night afterwards, you know. I mean, and so... But yeah, I, 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 that's my, that's my story and I'm sticking to it, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and I feel bad asking, but everybody wants, you know, that's the question everybody wants to know. And yeah, it, it, like you said, it changed. I think I've given like eight different answers since even starting this right. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it depends on your mood, man. It, it's, it's, it, and, that, and that's with classic films. That's with every genre, man. 
every genre. And I tend to forget a lot too. I'm a very in the moment person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't really spend a lot of time thinking about the past. Um, and so, which is really kind of cool because, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll pull up films that I haven't seen in five, 10, 15, 20 years. And I go, Hey man, let's watch this one again. And it's almost like watching it, you know, for the first time because I really tend to forget everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much the same way. <laughs> you know, ask me today and ask me tomorrow and you're going to get two different answers. And, and every, and you know, like I've seen, like I said, I've done all those retrospectives and, and I've, I've, I've been hitting art houses for years. And what I do, I don't go to movies when I'm writing cause I don't want to be influenced, but when I'm not writing, um, I'll, I'll go see every movie, even when I know they're not going to be good. And so I, you know, in the banks of my mind are just thousands of movies. And, you know, I've tried to do that. I've tried to put, you know, put together a top five list and a top 10 list and a top 20 list. And I, and I just can't do it. Nah. I can't do it. It's just, it's just not the way my mind works. It's like a fantasy football roster. Like you're just going to keep changing that thing every week. Oh dude, I'd be screwed. I can't even do that. (laughs) I I could never commit to that. I mean, really? I no. there's no way. I mean, I, I, and maybe, maybe there's a commitment issue. Um, you know, I, I've never been married. I've dated some just incredibly beautiful, wonderful women and had wonderful relationships, but I still haven't gotten married. And maybe, maybe this is all points to some deep seated commitment issue I have. Maybe I need to go see a psych. I don't know. Maybe I should have stayed in the institution there. You know? <laughs> but we, we do <laughs> ask, um, everyone who comes on the show, we speaking of favorites, uh, we asked them to try and settle a debate for us. And we were hoping you could <laughs> help us with that. Uh, are you familiar sure. with uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the Leprechaun franchise? Um, yeah, I'm familiar with both of them, yeah. It, if you had to pick, I mean, I'm going to start with this one because I usually have most most success. <laughs> if Leprechaun and, and Leatherface got into a fight, who would win? Oh, man. <laughs> okay. I know it's an unfair okay. question. But it is. And, and, you know, I have to answer it from a martial arts perspective. Um, it's, it's not the art, it's the artist. And, and so, and any, any fighter knows that if it's not your day, a 10 year old can whip you. True. So my answer would have to be is it depends whose day it is, man. It de- just depends whose day. If the luck of the Irish is, is rolling, Leatherface <laughs> is, is, he's effed, you know, <laughs> but if, uh, you know, if, if, if the end of the rainbow has been reached and all the gold is gone, Leatherface is going to dominate. That's, that's all I can say. There we go. So compounding on that, who do you uh, like it more as a character? You know, that's, that's really a tough one. I, I might have, because I'm half Irish. Um, I might, I might just have. Oh, no. I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> But really, I, you know, I, I don't, I, I, it, again, it goes in that realm of, of, I just appreciate them for what they are and for the, mm-hmm. for the incredible, you know, talent that went into creating those. And, and so I, I really, I just, I tend not to have favorites, you know, I just, re, I'm just in this place where I just really admire the work and, and, and grateful for the fact that someone created something that I've enjoyed. Right. Yeah. Well, Mr. Courtney, we cannot thank you enough for coming on with us. We appreciate. I mean, this was a so informative. Oh man, I I, I really enjoyed it, man. I, and I uh, I look forward to hearing your uh, your edited version. I, I hope yes. you share it with me, uh, <laughs> and so we can we can share it on uh, on on social media. And uh, uh, you guys are great. I, I I really appreciate the love you're investing and the support. It, it really means a lot to myself and everybody else who's invested all this love into this. And I think and I think you're going to be happy when you see it. I really do. I do too. Yeah, we're we're really excited. You guys are awesome, man. I really appreciate this. Oh, oh one last do. thing, I was going to ask you about you know, your website. Mentions that you have signed posters for sale and things like that, and they can um, mail you things to sign. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Um, the 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 if they if they just get online and want to you know get a signed pick, you can just get online and and they and they'll it actually goes through my agent. I have an agreement with my agent to take care of all that. Um, and, but yeah, if they have something they want signed, they, they can send it in, um, send it and, you know, with the, with return posters label and, and, uh, and we'll take care of that. I, I'm going to do my best to, to, to help as many people get what they, what they want. Well, you're going to be getting something from me. I could tell you that. <laughs> <at some point>. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, is there any, any other contact information you want to give out before we go? 
Um, just, you know, I mean, we're doing Instagram and Twitter and yeah. jamesdudecourtney.net and you know, that's pretty much it. Um, we will be posting all the conventions as, as we, uh, as we line them up. Okay. Um, Sean Clark is representing me and he represents the entire, he represents Nick and Jamie and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, Christopher Nelson and the walking dead. And I mean, he, he is like, he's, he's the top, you know, appearance representative. So, um, he's really setting me up with a lot of great stuff and, um, it's going to be fun, man. After, after the, the day, after the LA premiere, they're flying me, I'm going to do H40 in Pasadena. Um, and, uh, I like what 11th, 12th, 13th, I think it is. And then the 17th is the LA premiere. Then the 18th, they're flying me out to Bowling Green, Kentucky, where John Carpenter is from. So John and I are going to go there together and, um, we're actually going to watch, uh, a movie, a matinee on the opening day on the 19th, we're going to, we're going to be in the theater with, um, an audience filled with fans. Wow. And uh, that's going to be really special, man. I mean, you know, how, how oh. awesome is that to be able right. to get some fans on, <laughs> on the opening day? I wow. mean, I don't think many actors get to do that, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's going to be great. And then, then I think we, we, they've got, we've got Dallas lined up, Alabama, Grand Rapids, Germany. I mean, and Sean is just going to have tons of stuff. So I'm going to make the effort to meet as many people as I can through this process, because I don't know when I'm going to be tied up making, you know, my next film. And so I want to take advantage of getting out and meeting as many people as possible. So I'm really looking forward to it. I really, really enjoy this. Is there anything lined up in New York? Not yet, Damn. but, um, uh, Sean Clark, uh, he, or, you know, for the, for that matter, as soon as we know we're getting an engagement, then, um, we'll be putting it up on, on my website. So, there we go. Uh, but we will be doing New York. We will be doing New York and New Jersey, um, for sure. Because Sean has told me that there's some pretty big, you know, conventions there oh, and yeah. haunts. We'll keep our fans updated with your convention appearances and as well. So that, you know, um, with you coming on the show and getting to talk about it. So if they're near that, they can come see you in person and, Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. I'm really, really looking forward to that. And Nick has told me, I mean, Nick is very, Nick and I have a very similar attitude towards people. You know, we both really love people. And, and Nick has told me about just how much fun it is and how energizing it is to meet all these really crazy, great people. And, you know, and, and so and Nick and I are going to get to do this together too. So, you know, we're, we're going to get to, we're going to get to riff. It'll be, it'll be fun. Yeah. Ah. It's just the more you talk about it, the more it makes me want to be involved because I, I love everything about the movie the from what I've seen so far. And it's being rolled out in such a way that it's just it, it's getting people involved. And that's that's what I miss about horror. And, you know, just can't wait till something comes out here. Yeah. But, you know, and, and it's funny because, I you know, obviously I've been in the business a long time. I know a lot of people in, in, the, in the studio system. And, you know, some of my friends, uh, who work in various studios are saying that the, you know, the, the word on the street is that they're anticipating this could be the highest grossing horror film of all time. Yeah. I mean, they're that excited about it. So, you know, the the fans will decide that though, man. Yeah. But I, you know, when a, when a new, uh, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, when those come out, there's criticism before anything else. And with Mm -hmm. this movie... I didn't see that. Everyone was no. just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and it just comes with such an aura. I, I would be shocked if it wasn't the most successful horror film in however many decades. Well, I'll tell you this, man. Because I, 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 I really don't generally watch my work. Um, I don't watch the monitors when I work. I don't go to the movies I'm in. I don't watch myself on TV. I don't read reviews. Um, it's like, because to me, the purity of what I do is what's important. And, and mm-hmm. so, but Ryan Freeman, you know, Malika Khan's partner, uh, at Trancus International, Ryan Freeman, both by the way, really just awesome people. Um, Ryan has been, you know, we, we stay in touch and he's been, um, you know, letting me know what the reviewers are saying and what the, you know, what the suits are saying at the studio and, and, uh, and everything has just been so positive. I mean, just so incredibly positive. So, you know, I think maybe we did our job, you know, maybe we showed up. That's what happens when you do something right, you know, and I, I There's a lot of love there, man. Yeah. And I talk a about that all love. the time and I'm sorry, I keep going on, but all these new horror movies, they don't put that time and passion in and it looks like you guys did it. They were, yeah, man. I mean, they, they took the time and it all starts with a script. It all starts with a script, but you look at it like, you know, none of us made a bunch of money making that movie. I mean, you know, it, that wasn't what it was about. 
um, it, what it was about was, you know, like Christopher Nelson, for instance, I mean, he's at the top of the, you know, special effects makeup food chain. I mean, you know, Academy Award winning, Emmy Award winning, you know, and he did it because, you know, this film influenced him. I mean, this film is the reason why he ran away from home in Pittsburgh at 15, ran away to Los Angeles, lied his way into a, um, you know, a special effects makeup studio and started to work on his craft. Halloween is the one that influenced him. Of course, there were other films. I mean, he's, you know, he's got Frankenstein tattooed on his, on his, on his forearm and, you know, but, you know, if you, if you listen to, you know, the interviews or if you were on set and talk to people, every single person that worked on that film has had some, had some story to tell about how Halloween affected them. So we were all there for a reason more, way, way more than just doing what we do in our career or a paycheck or another credit. I mean, we were there because we loved it and we, and, and we all felt grateful to be there. And I think that's going to show, you know, on the screen. For sure. But James, again, we, we can't thank you for sharing some of your time with us today. And hopefully we, you, we can have you on again, you know, sometime after the movie's love over. To. Love to, man. That'd be great. Like, yep. you know, after, after the dust settles and, yep. and we see mm-hmm. how the fans react. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. We can come on, have a little discussion about the whole thing. That'd be fantastic. But uh, sure. thank yeah, you again, sir. We really yes, appreciate thank it. thank you, James. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I really enjoyed it. All right, have a great day. Yeah, you guys as well. Bye-bye. Dismay? Uh-huh. Ah, oh, you're still there. Damn it. Wow. What'd you, <laughs> what'd you think of that, <laughs> man? Oh. He was, uh, I mean, noticeably, like, in his voice, he's just really excited. And um, so that just makes it all the more, I guess, um, meaningful. And um, so it's good to see that he's that enthusiastic about not only um, the film itself, but his character. And he um, took a lot of time to, you know, do it right and do it his way. Yep. 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 I, no, I agree. That was that was so refreshing. It's so nice to hear about movies taking their time, and and I didn't want to go into a full diatribe about it while when James brought it up, but I had mentioned that's usually my my problem with newer horror movies, like they feel so thrown together to me, and I just and most, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying all most, just like you didn't think about this at all, really, did you? Kind of feel to it, and this yeah. is just oh, I can't fucking wait. And, you know, he's he's wanting to connect with fans and stuff like that. And, you know, to people like us, it really means a lot that they want to do that. Because there's, you know, there's a lot of actors that don't really like that, you know, all that, um, I guess, attention and stuff. They just like to do their job and, you know, and do it well and stuff. So it's great to see him wanting to be so active and, and meet folks and, you know, talk about it and stay in touch. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> oh. Ah, yeah, I'm glad you guys I hope you guys liked it. It was fun. Ah, it was fun. Oh and don't forget, you guys can still go to change.org and we have a uh, you know, we've been mentioning we have a petition up. Uh save Jason. I know it's on a we're talking about Michael Myers, but hashtag save Jason. We spoke to Zach last week and you know, you know the cause. Help save Jason. Keep they're trying to remove the statue from the lake and get involved and go to change.org forward slash P forward slash save Jason. And it's on our Twitters and go support that. Yes, we need to keep him. Keep Dayton. Keep him there. <laughs> Should the hashtag keep <laughs> Dayton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't Dayton. go well. They'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right, this man. I guess we got to give out the tweeters. I'm still mad at you from last week. Oh, you, okay. You made me out myself. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, there's nothing Damn. you can do now. So we'll just go right into it. You can follow the show at Slasher Radio. And where can they find you, Bones? You can find me at Mikey's Dead on Twitter. Don't do it. Don't, don't, go, don't go there. 
took me out. <laughs> you can also find the show on Facebook at Slash Radio Podcast. And you can find me at Dismay00. Whoa, what's up? Dismay, did you fucking hear that? <laughs> Dirty ball. Okay. What the fuck is that? Is a ghost now? What the fuck? Is that a ghost? Coin is that a ghost? Bird. It's, it's, it's me. I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you got anything else to say? <laughs> That's really creepy. Dirty ball. <laughs> fuck. Alright, good night from Slasher Radio. All the best with Slasher Radio Podcast. something. Yep. Oh. Uh, dismay, are we ready to give it to him? I think so. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, right, Let's give it to pee. him. There you go, guys. <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> My butt hurts. Yeah. Can you believe, like, I just, uh, I was... I thought you were really... No. Are you going pee for real? <laughs> <You> don't... <laughs> oh. Uh, I was waiting. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting there waiting. No. I said I got to go pee because no. I mean, you, know, you said you're excited. I was excited, too. I'm about to pee. Ha-ha, uh-huh, hee-hee. Oh, I thought you... Well, because you've done that before, actually, and actually had to go pee, so... <laughs> I'm going to leave that in there. Wait, did you actually go pee? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. You gonna go pee, or? Let's see. No, because all we have to do is the outro, so. I hope you pee your pants. (sighs) Oh.